Welcome to the Ark Church Podcast. On here, you'll find all of our Sunday and Wednesday messages, as well as classes and special services. If you would like more information about the Ark Church, visit us at thearkchurch.com or download our app available to all app stores. Our heart for you is that you would live for God, grow stronger, and make a difference. Enjoy. We are in a series we've been doing called Unshakable. And Unshakable, our text for this has been out of 1 Thessalonians, third chapter. And it says this. There's one that's got, no, see. Um, and sent Timothy, our brother and minister of God, and our fellow laborer in the gospel of Christ, to establish you and encourage you concerning your faith that no one should be shaken by these afflictions, for you yourselves know that we are appointed to this. Paul sent Timothy to the church at Thessalonica. He said to do a couple of things, to establish them and encourage them concerning their faith. So our faith is not something static. It's not something that simply is, is some got it and some don't. It's something that can grow, something that can be strengthened, something that can be developed. And he said, I'm sending Timothy to you to strengthen you concerning your faith. He was concerned about their faith. If you read that chapter, he talks a lot in there. He said, by, he said it's by faith that you stand. And so he was very concerned with their faith because he said, you're dealing with afflictions, but there's a way to handle going through tough times. And, and many of you know this. How many of you know that you handle problems differently now than you did before you knew the Lord? And I've, you ever look, you look at one another, Joy and I looked at one another sometimes and go, man, this is, we could not have done well with this a few years ago. And as you grow, you're able to handle you're able to handle more. You say, well, Alan, I want to reach the place where I don't have any problems. <laughs> Ain't going to happen. Not here. Heaven, yes. But uh, I'm not getting up a group to go, and so while we're here, <laughs> let's, let's just stay here. But, but it, you know, if you've, those of you who've lost loved ones who are saved, how many of you know that makes such a huge difference? When you're dealing with, with that, well, you still feel the loss, but you're not so completely shaken by it. Or you go through some difficult times, and Paul said, I don't want you to be shaken. Well, if, 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 if Paul didn't want the church at Thessalonica shaken, God doesn't want the church in Conroe shaken. Amen. He doesn't want us shaken by stuff, and we go through stuff. Everybody goes through stuff. Stuff has been happening for years, and stuff will continue to happen. Stuff happens. And so, but we don't have to be shaken by stuff. No stuff is shaking me. Some of y'all need to get your mind right, God. Here we go. Let's, uh, let, let's talk a little recap real quickly. Uh, we talked about, we, we, we wrapped up last week, why faith? We talked about two things. It's how we receive and overcome. We actually gave a list of eight things, eight reasons that our faith is important and our individual faith is important. So we talked about that. Um, we talked about how do you get faith. Don't be praying for faith. It, faith, the Bible never says pray for more faith. And so the idea with faith is one, it comes by hearing, and then two, it comes by exercising it. And that's, that's another topic. I won't get into that tonight. But 
We have ways that we can grow in our faith. How many of you know, you, those of you who have walked with the Lord for, how many of you know your faith is more stronger now than it was when you first came in? And, and so it's, it's not, it's, thank God, it, aren't you glad it's not genetics? Aren't you glad the Lord didn't look at some of you and go, now you are destined for a life of shaky, shaky faith. <laughs> and you are destined for a life of strong. Aren't you glad it's even? The ground is even. So it's up to us. And that's good news. I am so glad. I always wanted to be tall. I played basketball. And uh, my father was 6'4". And I kept waiting for that growth spurt. And uh, a few years ago, I gave up on it. It wasn't going to happen. <laughs> but and then, I, and then I found out a few years ago that my, my father wasn't even my biological father. That uh, I'm, for those of you who don't know, I'm actually half Jewish. Amen. So, that means I'm twice, I, I tell Joy this all the time, twice chosen. Twice chosen. Come on. Amen. I'm special. My son says, no, you're not. You're a Samaritan. <laughs> half Jewish, half Gentile. But anyway, I, I'm going back to my subject, I said, I, I kept waiting for that growth spurt because I thought it was in my genes that I would, I would be much taller than 5'10", whatever. And uh, <laughs> it, it, it never happened. It, 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 was, it wasn't in the genes. But aren't you glad... That, that spiritual strength is not limited to your genetics. Now, you could have parents that were strong in faith that necessarily mean you will be. And you can also have family members that never even knew the Lord, but you can be strong. And so, that's, I, to me, that is wonderful. It's not like some got it and some don't. Isn't that good? God makes it so, so he's just and fair. So, we talked about that. We talked about um, we talked about a man last week named Cornelius. Cornelius was a Roman centurion. He evidently converted to Judaism. He loved God. He, uh, he, he prayed to God. Now, this was interesting. As, as I read this, I, 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 I need to reiterate this point. The Bible said that Cornelius was a devout man. He feared God. He and his whole house. So this was a guy that led his whole household. He's saying, we're going to serve God, and we're going to fear God. And, and that's, that says something about this guy. He was, he was a leader. He was a leader in his own home. He was devout. He loved God. He evidently came from a, from a background that no one, he had served foreign gods, and he found out about the one Jewish God, and he loved God. He was devout. He prayed a lot. The Bible said he prayed a lot, and he gave a lot of money. I'm thinking... Lord, send me some Corneliuses. That's good, right? Was, was, was that good? That's good. And yet he still was not saved. And, and that, what, that, what that just struck me as, have you ever heard people say, well, I've been good enough. You're going to go to heaven? Mm, I've been good enough. I've been good. You ever heard people say that? I'm good. Good compared to what? Are you as good as Cornelius? Of course, Cornelius was good. Love God. Pray. In fact, when the angel came and spoke to him, he said, your prayers and your giving have come up as a memorial before God. This brother was impressive. 
but he wasn't saved. You see, you don't get saved based on your works and based on your goodness. You get saved based on the grace of what the Lord Jesus Christ has done for you. Amen. And that's the only way that you get saved. Say, so, Alan, you just, you just that, that's too inclusive. I didn't say it. Jesus was the one who said it. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but by me. But thank God we can come to him. And that means we get to be safe. Cornelius was not. But the angel said, I need you to send to Joppa and send for Peter. And so he began to tell him, here's how you're going to be safe. So Romans 10, 17 says, so faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And I'm going to read this in Acts again. Acts 11, 13 to 14. Peter is recounting the story of Cornelius. And he, Cornelius told us how he had seen an angel standing in his house who said to him, send men to Joppa and call for Simon, whose surname is Peter, who will tell you words by which you and all your household will be saved. He said, so here's, Peter, here's, here's Cornelius, a good man, not saved. But he's going to send for Peter. Peter's going to tell words. He's, Peter's going to come. Peter preached the gospel. Cornelius, everybody in the house got saved. But he had to hear something. Not see something, hear something. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by God's word. And so in different areas of your life, you can have faith in different areas, but the key is what does God's word say about this area? You see, maybe you're, you've been dealing with fear and fear has plagued you. It's plagued family members. And if you talk to some people, they say, well, you know, that's just, you know, I, that's probably, you're prone to that. It might be in your, your chemical makeup. It, may, it might be what you're destined to. You know, your, your family members going way back, all of them had this. And if you accept that, you won't resist it. But what if you go to the scriptures and you begin to see in the scriptures that God says he hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And if you go to the scriptures and we find out that he said he would never leave us or forsake us. So we can boldly say, the Lord is our helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? You see, when you go to the scriptures, the scriptures can give you faith to overcome whatever genetics or background or experience you've had in the past. And that's good news. So you can go and someone says, well, you know, I was a worrier. Your mom's a worrier. Everybody in our family worries. You're just going to be a worrier too. You know, you don't have to accept that. You can go, well, I'm also part of another family. And in this family, ain't nobody worried. My heavenly father, not worried. Jesus, not worried. You don't see Jesus and the father going. <laughs> what are we going to do? Holy Spirit is the spirit of power, love, sound mind. You know, you can live free from fear. I'm not saying fear won't come your way, but it doesn't have to win. Say, so, well, I don't know if I believe that. Well, that's why it's good to go back and read the scriptures because it's the scriptures that cause you to have faith. And when you have faith, you're able to overcome that. Now, I'll give you a story uh, tonight. Uh, I'm going to give you two examples. I'm going to have to run through it pretty quick. But I'm going to give you two examples. What faith looks like and what it doesn't look like. We're going to start with what it doesn't look like first. 
Faith is being convinced of what we do not see. You've heard con convinced of what we don't see. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. So let's read the story of Thomas. Thomas was not a shining example of faith. John 20, Thomas, the uh, disciple of Jesus. Thomas, called the twin, one of the 12, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said, this is, Jesus had been, has been raised from the dead. The other disciples therefore said to him, we've seen the Lord. So he said to them, unless I see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days, the disciples were again inside and Thomas with them and Jesus came, the doors being shut and stood in the midst. <laughs> That'll rattle your cage, won't it? That's probably why he said peace to you. Because he showed up and they're like, ah, and he's like, peace, y'all. <laughs> then he said to Thomas, reach your finger here and look at my hands and reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered, said to him, my Lord, my God. That's a good, that's a good response. And, and Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. So got a great example here of a shining example of what faith does not look like. So let's talk about Thomas. Thomas was not helpless. He had a choice. Once you hear this, he had a choice. Thomas could have believed two things. One thing he could have believed was, what Jesus had repeatedly said while he was with them. Remember, Thomas was one of the 12. He was with Jesus all the time. Jesus said, after three days, I'm going to what? I'm going to rise again. He, he, he said that repeatedly. He, I've got the, at least three or four times in the, in the scriptures where you see that he said, I, I'm going to rise again. I'm going to come back. From, he told them he would. So Thomas could have believed Jesus' words. True. He also could have believed the guys he'd been with for three years. I mean, he could have pulled them, he could have pulled them aside. He could have pulled Matthew aside and said, Matthew, I, you know, Peter and John, I know they're, they've got an alliance. But I'm just talking me and you now. Me and you. Jesus, did you see him? And, and Matthew could look to him and go, Thomas, I'm telling you, it's the Lord. We saw him. He is risen from the dead. And Thomas could have gone, praise God. That is so good. Hallelujah. I'm so glad. But that's not what Thomas did. But I want you to understand something. Thomas had a choice. You know, you can choose to believe what you want to. There are people right now who believe that the earth is flat. <laughs> True? They're called flat earthers. They may be coming to your house for Thanksgiving. I'm just telling you, they, they're out there. Flat earthers, they believe that the earth is flat. If you believe that the earth is flat, I'll be, up, I'll be out here after the service. If you want to come down, we can, we can pray. But to be honest with you, it, it, it really ain't worth arguing about. It's not a life or death deal. And so if you're sitting across the table from someone at Thanksgiving and they rip that out, just smile at them and go, praise God. 
How many of you know there's not a lot of things worth arguing about? So that's just a, that's a Thanksgiving tip. Since I won't be with you and your relatives will. You just smile at him and go, praise God. There are people right now that believe that the Holocaust did not exist. Never existed. A lot of them. No, it didn't happen. Six million Jews were killed. And some of my people. <laughs> and uh, they don't believe that the Holocaust existed. And so people, people believe. You have a choice to believe. If I told you right now that um, I was praying last week and I was just really praying, man, and um, I decided to walk across Lake Conroe. You have a choice whether you believe that I did or believe I didn't. Some of you probably go, yeah, probably joy led him all the way across the lake. <laughs> but you got a choice. And I didn't, and she didn't, and I won't. I've tried walking on water before. It doesn't work. But the idea is choice. You can believe what you want. He could have believed. He was not going to believe until he saw and felt. He said, I'm not going to believe. You realize Thomas spent eight days in the dark. He could have believed and been enjoying his salvation. He did not. All those other disciples, they're all sitting around there talking, laughing about Jesus being alive. And Thomas was not happy because he isn't going to believe it. So Jesus shows up and Jesus did not commend or condemn Thomas. Now, this is good too. He didn't excuse Thomas, but he didn't look at him and go, Thomas, you are hopeless. You are hopeless. There is no hope for you. You're, you're, you're messed up, Thomas. Aren't you glad Jesus did not say that? Neither did he go, oh, Thomas, <laughs> I know you couldn't help yourself. So he, he didn't do that either. Now, here's the good news about Thomas. Thomas made an adjustment because church historians tell us that Thomas went into India and did a marvelous work for the Lord there. And you'll find people today who have taken the name Thomas because of the seeds he planted that long ago. So if Thomas can make adjustments, we can make adjustments. So don't go, well, I just identify with Thomas. Well, good. That means you are going to become a fine, strong person of faith and do great things and be martyred for the Lord. Maybe not that part. But potential is there because Thomas made an adjustment and we made an adjustment. Let's get it out of our heads that some people have faith, some people don't, and some people will be strong in faith and some people are not. It's up to us because God's given us his word. He's given us his spirit. He's given us people to preach and teach to us and we can receive and we can grow. And the reason I keep telling you that is because if you'll open up to that, it opens up things. Instead of saying, well, I just never have faith and my spouse has faith, but I don't have any faith. Don't keep saying that. That's not helping you. That's like people that every time they, they pick up the Bible, I don't understand the Bible. I don't understand the Bible. That's not helping you. When you pick up the Bible, go, I love to read my Bible. And God helps me when I read my Bible. He brings light to me. Holy Spirit is the author. He's already living on the inside of you. It's another subject. But you, you see what I'm saying is don't limit yourself. So he told Thomas, he said, Thomas, he said, go ahead, put your hands here. Thomas made the adjustment. He said, my Lord, my God. He said, Thomas, he said, because you've seen me, you believe. He said, blessed are those who have not what? Seen. 
seen and yet have believed. Quick question. How many of you here have never seen Jesus, but you believe that God raised him from the dead and he died for your sins? You see, that's, we're the blessed. And if you don't, if you haven't, if you can't raise your hand, we're going to give you an opportunity at the end of the service that you can. You don't have to see a miracle. You don't have to see anything. You just simply have to make a choice to go, I believe that. I'm going to, I believe that. I believe, I've never seen a vision of Jesus. I never saw him on the cross, but I believe he died for my sins. And I believe on the third day, God raised him from the dead and he's alive forevermore. And I believe that because I do believe that. Thank God I was born again, saved and God changed my life. And he can do the very same thing for you because he's no respecter of person. So now let me give you another example, a good example of faith. Not Thomas, Bartimaeus, Mark 10. Now they came to Jericho. You're going to see him in heaven. When you do, tell him, oh, we read your story. Bartimaeus. As he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet. But he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man saying to him, Be of good cheer, rise, he's calling you. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabboni, or great one, that I might receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, Go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. Hey, this is good. Blind man. How many of you know blind men have never seen miracles? Faith comes by hearing. He heard of Jesus. So he's by the roadside. He's begging. Sitting by the road begging. That's his only means of survival. When he heard it was Jesus... He began to cry out to Jesus for mercy, not money. So whatever he heard about Jesus, he must have heard that there was this man named Jesus who was, he must have heard he was the Messiah because he kept using the term son of David. Son of David was a prophetic word that God would take one of David's descendants and he would reign in his kingdom forever. Forever. Son of David he began to cry out. So he had heard this, this Jesus, this was the Messiah. He was healing people, including blind people and lame people that Jesus was healing. He had heard about Jesus. So when he starts to hear it's Jesus, he's not asking for money. He's asking for mercy. Lord, get mercy on me. So he begins to cry out for mercy. And um, the, uh, he persisted in calling for Jesus. Uh, he, now, think about it. You're, you live in Jericho, not the biggest city in the world. You live in Jericho. Every day you're making money by standing out on the roadside begging. An alms, please. Alms, you're begging. People that come by, begging. You, have, you make your living from these folks' generosity. Right? And so if, if they don't like you, it's not good for you. So they warned him. Uh, Bartimaeus, you need to be quiet. Hush. Bartimaeus, you're making a, making a scene here. <laughs> Bartimaeus is crying now. I, and I, you've got to love this guy's courage because he's now offending the very people he made his living from. Yeah. 
Because he just kept yelling even more. They said he cried out all the more. They said, shh, he got louder. Jesus! Son of David. He wasn't, he wasn't whispering. If you're blind, it's not like you can wave him down. So all he could do is yell. Jesus! Son of David, have mercy. They're like, shh, shh. He didn't even listen. Jesus! I mean, you know, sometimes when people are trying to shut you up, you need to, you need to go, mm -mm -mm. I know where my answer is, and it ain't you. Jesus! Son of David. He began to yell even louder. Now, here's what happened. Here's interesting. He believed that Jesus could do something for him. He just didn't know he believed he could. He didn't know if he would. So he's yelling, Jesus, have mercy on me. And finally, Jesus stopped. The Bible said, commanded they bring him to him. Bring me that guy. He the whole thing stopped. And the same people that told him to shut up are now saying, rise, be of good cheer. How <laughs> I many you know people can change on a dime? <laughs> so he's, he's like, rise, be of good cheer. And he did something very unique. He gets up and throws his garment away. Now here's two things. One, if you're blind, you don't throw stuff. Because you're going to have a hard time finding it. True? Hey, some of you have been losing your keys for years. Until you finally realize you just don't walk in the house and throw them. You put them in a place so you can find them. There's another free tip. You don't throw it. But here's the other thing. The garment, historians tell us this. The garment that he was wearing was the garment that gave him credibility as a blind person to actually beg. So in other words, people have been running scams for years. And they're not all from Nigeria. But they do run scams. And they were running scams here. And so by wearing that garment, what he's saying was the priest have checked him. This guy's legitimately blind. And because he's legitimately blind, he's got that garment on. So now he's wearing that garment and, and Jesus calls for him. He's still blind, but he takes that garment and throws it. Why are you throwing it, Bartimaeus? Because I'm not going to be blind for the rest of my life before he ever saw a miracle, before he ever had anything happen, he knew Jesus could do something for him. All he needed to know was Woody. And as soon as Jesus called for him, Bartimaeus is like, my blind days are over. Amen. This garment is gone. And he goes to Jesus, and Jesus asks an unusual question. What do you want me to do for you? You want to go, Lord? I'm sure the disciples are like, oh, there he goes again. <laughs> it's like, the guy is blind, Lord. But he could have asked for money. He could have asked for a blessing. He just stepped up and go, I want to receive my sight. I want to see. The Lord said, receive your sight. Your faith has made you well. And he received his sight and followed Jesus. Oh, I don't believe that. Are you kidding me? The God that created the heavens and the earth and the universe can heal blind people like that. And still does. And he received his sight and then he did something smart. He followed Jesus.
That's smart. But I want you to see the action of faith. James said this, faith without action is dead. Here's the action of faith. Faith to call. Anybody pray? Don't have to raise your hands. Anybody pray? When we pray, what we're saying is, we believe there is a God, and we believe he hears us. That we're not just speaking into the air. People say, well, why do you pray? You're you're just speaking into the air. No, I'm not. I'm speaking to my heavenly Father who hears me when I pray. So when I pray, it's an act of faith. That's just an act of faith. Maybe it's become unconscious for you by now, but it's an act of faith. When we pray, we're saying, Lord, I know you hear me, and I know you always hear me, and I'm praying. Prayer is an act of faith. Persisting even when people oppose you is an act of faith. Maybe some of you are in here tonight and, and nobody in your family or nobody in your group of friends loves God and cares about God. And maybe you kind of get a little bit of that the eyes roll and, and they're talking about you like, yeah, you know, well, they're, you know, they're a church person now. They're goody too. Hey, listen, it, it's an act of faith that in the middle of that, you just smile and just go praise the God. I'm staying with God. I'm staying with God. I'm staying with him. And whether they come along or not, but I'm going to tell you something. You staying with God might be the best thing that's ever happened to your family and friends who don't know him because somebody needs to stay in there. So you stay. But that's an act of faith. And sometimes you feel like, man, no, no, one, no one around me, no one around me, Alan, even cares about God. And it's wearing on me. And I work, at a, I work at a heathen place. I am so glad you work at a heathen place because that heathen place needs your light. People say, I want, I want to leave and go to a Christian place. I want to leave and come work at the church. No. <laughs> Everybody here is saved right. of my staff. Amen. I believe in that. I believe that. No, I, they're good. I got a good staff. I got, listen, listen. It takes faith to stay where you are and persist yes. even when people say be quiet. And then it takes faith to begin to act like you have victory before you see victory. So there's, there's some of us, we need to throw some garments away. I'm going to stop acting like the depressed before I even feel it. I'm going to stop acting like no one cares. I'm going to start acting like God loves me. He cares about me. I, man, my future looks bright. And because it does, I'm not just overwhelmed with depression and grief. Are you hearing me? So when, when, when am I going to get past this depression and grief? Here's, here's your first step. Begin to thank God that he's already made you free from that. You take that step of, you take the step of believing to come to a place of knowing. So don't wait for your feelings to change. You change. And just put a smile on your face. Lord, I want to thank you. I'm free from grief and depression. Because whom the Son is set free, it's free indeed. Do you see what I'm saying? We're, we're acting like it. Well, you're just acting like it's exactly right. I'm acting like I believe the Bible. I'm acting like I believe God. I'm acting like it. I don't have to have feelings. Are you hearing me? I can't wait. Listen, some of you did not feel like going to work when you got up this morning. Right? But you thought, hmm, 
My kids do better when they eat every day. <laughs> I like living in this house. So I'm getting up and going to work even though I don't feel like it. Your boss looked at you and said, I need you to do something. And you looked at him and went, glad to. On the inside, you're going, I hate this job. <laughs> but you're glad that you just, you just faked it till you made it, right? Amen. Hey, listen, with the Bible, we don't have to fake it. We've got God's word on it, and we're just believing that before we ever see or feel anything change. So I can smile and go, thank God I am on the victory side. Thank God he has set me free. Thank God I don't have to live this way anymore. Thank God I'm getting rid of this grief cloak and this depression cloak and this junk and I'm going to walk free. Amen. And I'm going to walk free. And I'm not. I don't have to. I don't have to wait and see it first. Yes. Are you with me on that? Amen. Does that make sense? Yes. Don't be like Thomas. Well, when I see and feel and touch, then I'm going to believe. Be like blind Bartimaeus, who obviously was not a scholar. He was just a guy that goes, I believe that. And that's how we are. You don't have to be a genius. All you have to do is go, man, I believe it. Because I believe it, thank God he's helping me. Would you bow your heads? Father, we're grateful and thankful that we have your word, that we have your help, that we have your spirit, that we have your life on the inside of us, and we're not the defeated. We are your children, and we are the overcomers in Christ Jesus. Lord, we thank you for that. That is such a privilege and such a blessing and we thank you. Thank you for these examples and scriptures that help us and teach us. These are real people. We're real people. And we can believe you. Sends are bowed and eyes are closed. If you came this evening and said, Alan, I don't even know if I have a relationship with the Lord. I am not sure about that. But I want to be. Or you're saying, Alan, I was sure at one time. I walked away from God. But I don't want to stay away from him. I, I want a relationship with him. We're going to say a prayer. I'm not going to have you stand up or come down to the front. But I'm going to ask you to do one thing. If that's you that I'm talking to, and you say, I, I want to be sure of my relationship with him, or I want to come back to him. Alan, would you pray for me? Real quick, shoot your hand up just across the auditorium. and Say, Alan, that's me that you're talking to. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, thanks, thanks. Anybody else? Thank you. Got you. You can put your hands down. We're going to pray. If you didn't lift your hand, you wanted to, you can jump right in the middle of this. It's a prayer we're going to pray with you. If you're watching online, if you're by yourself, pray it out loud. If you're with others, you can pray it quietly to yourself. But pray this prayer. Say, Dear God, I know mankind needs a Savior. I know I can't save myself. Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And God raised you from the dead. Right now, I confess you as my Lord, as my Savior, as the one who forgives me and restores me. Thank you, Jesus. My past is forgiven. I have a relationship with you. I'm a new creation in Christ because I said yes to you. Heads still bowed, eyes closed. Father, thank you for those who prayed that prayer who stepped out of darkness into your marvelous light. And Father, thank you. Thank you. We have the capacity, the ability to believe and receive and live a whole different life. We give you all the praise for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We hope this message has blessed you. We have services every single Sunday at 9 and 1030 and Wednesday nights at 7. We'd love to see you here. Have a great week.